Bruce Lawn. Super sad day. We found out that the terrible allegations against Ravi Zacharias were true. His own organization came out and admitted that after doing an independent, independent investigation, that what was alleged by multiple women who worked at the spas that Ravi Zacharias co-owned, uh, that he, you know, was exposing himself and doing inappropriate things. I'm going to pull up some of the news articles. We're going to talk about, uh, more importantly, the cautionary tale in this. And, and ultimately, watch till the end because I'm going to do a breakdown on how we could be killing sin in our lives. Now, none of this, in my opinion, needs to uh, negate or water down the contribution that Ravi Zacharias made when he was here uh, on this earth. Unfortunately, he's not with us anymore, but when he was here on this earth, to um to 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 the kingdom to the faith to apologetics and so on and so forth god uh uses crooked sticks to make straight lines all the time so that's not what this video is going to be about um this is not to rag on somebody that's not here um when i initially did this video when i initially did this video the very first time a lot of people were upset at me because I spoke about it very frankly. And people were like, well, you're speaking about him as if these allegations are true. Why? And it was simply because I had seen this show before. I had seen highly successful, highly powerful men in the kingdom uh, who have fallen short and who have uh, done similar things. And some of this even hits close home to me, which I'll share about later. So I don't want this to be something that we are going to uh, brush over and and, and and normalize and minimize because this is a serious, serious situation. Um, but I just didn't see it as uncommon. I've seen this kind of stuff before. It's super unfortunate, but it is it is common and it does happen. And there is a pattern. And there's, you know, the passages about, you know, desire to lead a quiet life, working with your own hands, so on and so forth. There's all that. I did that on the first part of this video. Got a lot of flack for it. And um, this part of the video is going to be a little different. Okay, this, this is going to be a little different. So just, you know, buckle up with me if you could. Um, Man, so super sad. So let me pull up the the, the article. Uh, this is from Christianity Today. Pretty pretty big um, publication. This is on multiple publications, so I'm not cherry-picking publication. Uh, Ravi Zacharias International Ministry notified staff, donors, supporters Wednesday that there is um, convincing... Incredible evidence that Ravi Zacharias engaged in sexual misconduct over the course of many years. Okay. A preliminary report from the law firm hired uh, by Ravi Zacharias International uh, uh, Ministries confirms reports from Christianity Today, World, and Biggers, and blogger Steve. Bachman, that international apologist, Ravi Zacharias, who died earlier this year, sexually abused numerous women. The final report is forthcoming, and Ravi Zacharias International Ministry is committed to releasing it to the public. The investigation at the law firm Miller and Martin have told the board, however, that many victims have spoken candidly and with great detail, confirming the allegations of massage therapists who worked in two Atlanta spas that Zacharias partially owned. The team has uncovered other misconduct as well. The investigation is ongoing, and the investigators are continuing to pursue leads. Long story short, uh, there was multiple women who worked for him, uh, worked with him, worked at the these spas that he co-owned, and 
who he had exposed himself to over years. This this had been happening years, and some of some of this kind of stuff it kind of came out a while ago in terms of him, uh, you know, having inappropriate sex message, uh, sexting type situation with a woman a couple years ago. That got apparently got sealed and settled out of case. Um, this stuff came out. None of the if you. When I did the original story, there was a long-form podcast of them going exactly how they went about the investigation. None of these women were after money. None of these women were after anything uh, to discredit him. They did not come out. It was people pursuing, uh, you know, the this information and 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 people doing some journalism and some investigation and, uh, and and found this stuff. And there was a variety of women, some of which spoke on the record, some of which didn't, but the same exact narrative of multiple situations. Um, and, and, and him going on to, to, to say stuff like, you know, he's in a high-stress work environment and he needed a release. And, and j- just kind of language that is not uncommon in, in a predatory situation like this, right, um, where someone's in power. They, they 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 hold influence and they they slowly just deter and drift away and get sucked into some really uh you know not cool stuff i don't know how else to say it right so those are the particulars again you can go and do the research on your own you can go and check this stuff out and, and, and listen to the long form podcast i think it was on christianity today with the reporter of this um so there's that uh, ravi zacharias there's jerry falwell jr who had the scandal with his wife there's all there's all kinds of stuff that consistently comes out obviously carl lentz what is happening? What is happening? Why is this happening? Um, how does this keep happening? And uh, what is the application point? Like, what is the learning, the teachable moment, right? And for me, if I'm honest with you guys, uh, as someone that's gone through trauma, as someone who's gone through um, sin and, and, and working through stuff in my own life, which I've been very open about on this channel, uh, I, I think I think, I don't know, but I think there's a teachable moment for all of us. And it's really coming down to this issue. It's really coming down to this issue of not deflecting and blaming the spirit of Jezebel or anybody else for your own misconduct, not deflecting for um, anybody making you ha- like making you do something that's, that, that's like rape culture, right? We're not, we're not going to do that. We're going to take ownership. And we're going to take responsibility for our contributions. And the fact is that a lot of us do come from trauma. A lot of us do come from addiction. And a lot of us do find ourselves sometimes in high-stress work situations where the enemy tricks us and tells us we need a release. <sighs> I've heard this language before. I've probably thought this stuff before. And this stuff is super it's, This stuff is super sad. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to... We're going to get into some scripture. I know you probably came here for tea and gossip and whatever. Um, none of this is, at this point, gossip. But this, this is all reported and confirmed by his own ministry. So we're going to get into some scripture. And, we're gonna, and it's going to get uncomfortable. Uh, but I think... This is should, this should be a cautionary tale, and we should see ourselves in situations like this, and we should be on alert, and we should be guarded because no one wakes up and does this kind of stuff over time. No one ends up in a situation like this overnight. No, no one, no one decides to step out on their wife or to do this kind of stuff or to cheat on their family. Like no one decides to be in these types of situations. No one thinks, "Oh, I am gonna objectify women and expose myself." No one desires this stuff, right? I mean, maybe really, 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 really people far end desire this stuff. But the average person, the average person uh, who's in ministry, these guys are in ministry, aren't 
aren't getting into this kind of stuff because they want to do this. So anyway, uh, let's get into some scripture. Let's get into some scripture. Uh, We're going to go to Romans 8. Now, for context, Paul is writing the church in Rome, and they are dealing with stuff. And Paul is very vulnerable in Romans 7. And he starts talking about, man, this this, this, this flesh that I'm in, and the thing that I I love to do, I can't do, and the thing that I hate to do, I do, and what a wretched man I am, right? And that's how Romans 7 ends. And it's kind of a sad it's kind of a sad passage, right? It's kind of a sad passage, and uh, I, I wanted to I, I wanted to highlight the entire passage. Again, we don't do single verses here; we do passages, preferably chapters. We might get through the whole chapter. Romans eight. We're gonna pick up in verse one. I'm reading. Um, I'm reading from the New Living Translation just because I think this is an easier translation. I don't think anything is watered down by this translation or anything like that. So yesterday I read from the ESV. Um, okay, so Paul writes this like heartbreaking, the thing that I do that I, that, that I don't want to do and my flat and my sin and the law and all this stuff. And then he gets into Romans 8, right? He gets into Romans 8. Matter of fact, let's, let's, let's back up a couple verses to Romans 7 just so we have context. I like context. Context matters. So we're going to go to the very end of, of, of Romans 7. And it says, it says, and he talks about this whole thing. Uh, we'll just pick it up in verse 22. It says, but, um, but there is, there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am who will free me uh, from this life that is dominated by sin and death. Right? It sounds like Paul was dealing with some stuff. Thank God. This, this is a beautiful part. Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you see how it is in my mind. I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am slave to sin. Romans 8 opens. Okay, so he's a slave to sin. He wants to obey God, but he's, he's, he's incapable of doing it. And this sounds like a lot of us, right? We want, to, we want to honor God. We're incapable of doing it. We're trying to keep rules, but we're incapable of doing it. And, and, and we're tripping up and we're doing stuff. But then he goes into this. And this has been so profound in my life. And this is not an original idea, by the way. Um, this is a quote from John Owen, who I actually heard Paul, uh, John Piper preach. Um, and this whole chapter is beautiful. This whole chapter is beautiful, okay? So let's pick it up. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Regardless of what you've done, regardless of what addiction you have, regardless of what you're wrestling through. But it gets better than that. It gets better than that. Not that there's not no condemnation, that the answer is in Jesus, but it gets better than that. Check this out. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. This is in harsh juxtaposition of what we saw in Romans 7. It says that the the spirit gives you freedom from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that, God declared an end to sin's control over us by, by what? Giving us giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this, he did this so that the, so that the the just requirement of the law will fully be satisfied for us who no longer, who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. We couldn't keep the law. We couldn't keep God's moral law. We couldn't do it. We couldn't live according to the law. So, 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 so God says, they're incapable. They're incapable of doing it on their own. I'm going to do it for them. So what happens? He sends Jesus to live the life that we couldn't live. Right? He sends Jesus to live the life that we couldn't live. This is good news. And then he says, he says, now because of Jesus and because of the Holy Spirit in us, he says, we no longer 
follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. You do have a sinful nature. Shoot, even even the, 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 the atheist or the secular world acknowledges this. They just call it your lizard brain. Those things in you that want, you know, makes men want to procreate with a bunch of different women, they call that your lizard brain, right? And I, I kind of joked about it because what do you mean your lizard brain? That's like what the world calls it, right? Your lizard brain. So there's an acknowledgement that there's something inside of us that's, that's off and we can't quite put our finger on it, right? And the scriptures call it our sinful nature. The world calls it it your lizard brain. This is all true because all truth belongs to God, right? And then verse five, it says, those who were dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please the Spirit. What are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? Where's your thought life, right? Because what you think will impact how you feel and how you feel will impact how you act. Okay, so what are you thinking about? Are you putting your mind on the things of the spirit? Some people think, oh, you know, I was talking about listening to a lot of gospel music, listening to a lot of worship music, listening to a lot of Bible teaching. It's not about saying this is secular is bad. It's, that's the, yeah, y'all know that I'm not on that energy. But what are you thinking about? What is your mind meditating on? Right? Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please the spirit. So what are you thinking about? Okay, verse six. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to what? Death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace for the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. Shout out to all the people that think we should keep all of these rules and all these commands from the Old Testament and God's moral laws. You you weren't doing it anyway. You aren't doing it anyway. Not the Levitical, cultural, customary laws, not the moral law. God, you weren't doing it because your mind was consumed on fleshly things. And by our nature, in our sinful nature, we are hostile to God. And the world would call this our lizard brain. Okay? It says, it never did obey God's laws and it never will. That's why the laws, what are we talking about? A lot of y'all, ooh, this, this law, this command, it never will. Okay? That's why those who are still under control of their sinful nature can never please God. But check this out. Listen up. But you, if you're in Christ Jesus, you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the spirit. If you have the spirit of God living in you and remember that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. If you are saved, if you are in Christ, you have the Holy Spirit living in you. Being saved, being redeemed is not about saying a prayer. It's not about having an emotional experience. It's about the spirit of God coming and living inside of you. Okay. That is what being born again is you, the things you hated, you now love the things you love, like your sin, you now hate. Does that mean you're sinless? No, you're going to wrestle with some degree of sin. You're going to have blind spots and you're going to do things outwardly that, that, that offend the Holy God. But by and large, you have new motives. You have new hearts. You transform. You're born again. That is what being saved is. Okay. And Christ lives within you, so even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit within you. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. When I talked about affirmations and the words we speak over our life, this might be one of those verses. If you're struggling with sin, this might be one of those verses you might want to print out and just start putting up. Maybe make this your screensaver. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. You have no obligation to follow those urges. And we all have all kinds of urges. 
right? Some of us have urges to eat too much food. Some of us have urges to, to look at pornography. Some of us have urges to, to, to fornicate. Some of us, have, right? We all have different urges, right? But you're, just, you're, no, you're under no obligation. Why? Because the Spirit of God lives in you. Now check this out. This is the kicker. For if you live, for if you live by its, by its dictates, you will die. But through the power of the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature. You will live. Right? So if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So what does that mean? John Owen said it like this. John Owen said it like this. He said, kill sin or your sin will kill you. Kill sin, wage war on your sin, or your sin will kill you. This is why I don't get caught up in commands and, 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 and what, what about this thing and this thing over here and this date and this specific thing and eating shrimp or not eating shrimp. Listen, listen, listen. Kill sin or your sin will kill you. What does that mean? That means you got to wage war on your sin. You got to wage war on that, though maybe, maybe, maybe there was trauma there for me, right? Told you guys, I was exposed to pornography at five. I was molested at eight, nine. I lost my virginity at 11, right? None of that was my fault. But at some point, I had to grow up and wage war on my sin. I had to get angry with my sin. I had to get serious with my sin. I had to get honest with my sin. That if I don't wage war on my sin, my sin will eventually kill me. And I don't want an asterisk next to my name when I die. Yeah, Ruslan did great things, but he did this thing over here. No, thank you. I don't want that. And you shouldn't either. Yeah, you did, you did this and this and this and this, but I... Mm. Yeah, he was a good dad, but... Yeah, she was a great woman of God, but... I don't want no asterisk next to my name. So wage war... On your sin. Let's go back to this passage. And this, and this gets better, by the way, guys. So this isn't like, I'm passionate because I've seen this story too many times. Okay? I've seen this story too many times. Let me read a different translation of this. See if I can, I can do that. How do I do that? <clears throat> For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your body, you will live. Kill sin or sin will kill you. That's not an original idea. That's from John Owen. Let's keep reading. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Okay, if you're led by the Spirit of God, you're a child of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Slaves to what? Slaves to sin. Instead, you received God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own children. This is good news. Now we call him Abba Father. For a spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are children, we are his heirs. In fact, together we in fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Suffering of what? The suffering of having to pick up your cross and follow Jesus. The suffering of having to die to your sinful nature. The suffering of having to kill your sin. The suffering of having to be just some of us are just not even sober of our sin. Right? Some of us got our blinders on and we're so locked in into the next shiny object or the next thing to look at or the next thing to eat. We're not even, we're not even cognizant of it, right? But, but, but if we're going to share in his glory, we got to share in his suffering. 
right? Choose your suffering or your suffering will choose you. Choose your suffering or your suffering will choose you. Choose your suffering or your suffering will choose you. Today in our context, we're not getting persecuted and having our heads topped off, right? Like some of these guys who wrote the scriptures did. But guess what? You do, you will suffer if you follow Jesus. And a lot of that is dying to your own predisposition, your own biases, your own personality, your own trauma, your own upbringing, your own culture. Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank of whatever, however you want to describe your sin. Choose your suffering or your suffering would choose you. Yet when we suffer, yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory we reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for the future day when God will reveal who his children are. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. All of creation, by the way, all of creation was subjected to God's curse. Okay? Because all of creation has fallen. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when we will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. There's good news. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And we believers also groan. Even though we have the Holy Spirit within us, we still groan. We still suffer, right? Within us as a, as a, as a foretaste of future glory for we long for our bodies, to be, re- to be released from sin and suffering, right? To be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as, adopt- as his adopted children, including new bodies that he has promised us. We were given the hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need hope for it. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. So there's a hope that we're waiting for, right? It's, we're, we're almost but not there yet, right? And then he goes in verse 26 and he says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts know what the Spirit is saying for the Spirit pleads for believers in harmony with God's will. And we know, and we know that God causes everything to work together. This is a very popular verse, right? And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. All things work together for who? For the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose, right? For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them the right standing with himself. And having given them the right standing, he gave them his glory. And then it goes on, this passage right here. What shall we say then about such wonderful things as as, as these? If God is for us, who can be against us? Right? You ever hear that quoted in a prosperity context? Well, what is this talking about? Right? If God is for us, who can be against us? Since he did not spare us even his son, since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Right? This is talking about suffering. This is talking about dying to your sin. This is talking about, right? This is some heavy stuff. Who dares accuse us when God has chosen? Uh, who God has chosen for his own. No one, for God himself has given us right standing with him. Again, righteousness impeded onto us because of Christ. Who then will condemn us? No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from, from God's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or are hungry or destitute or in danger? As the scriptures say, 
For your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours in Christ. And I'm convinced that nothing could ever separate us from God's love. Neither uh, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears from today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. That's good news. That's good news. And, 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 and I like how Paul gave us this hard truth. Kill sin or your sin will kill you. In the midst of the beginning of Romans 8, right? And the end of Romans 8. Like this is this is good news. This is good news. So so kill your sin or your sin will kill you. How do we do that? Ruslan, that sounds good, but you have no idea what I'm dealing with. You have no idea the type of addiction I have. You have no idea the type of trauma I come from. How do we kill our sin? How do we kill our sin? How do we do that? Put to death. Well, I think it first starts with acknowledging if you are in Christ, that the Spirit of God lives in us. If the Spirit of God lives in you, if the Spirit of God lives in you, uh, then you have to put your mind on the things above, right? That's that's pretty self-explanatory. So your thoughts will impact how you feel, how you feel will impact how you act, okay? So it starts with meditating and and and. and and praising and, and and renewing your spirit and, and, and all these things. It's, it starts with your with your thought life, right? After you're regenerated. For obviously, it starts with a renewed heart, new desires, new, new, new things, right? And it starts with your thoughts. And so what does that mean? That means you gotta guard your thoughts, right? You gotta hold every thought captive. Right? What is it? What does that practically mean? I, t- I told you guys about this before. Um the re- you guys are like, yo, Ruslan always tells me to like the videos. The reason why I tell you to like the videos, obviously it helps the YouTube algorithm, which you should like the videos. The reason why I tell you to like the videos is if based on the stuff you're engaging, if you're already on social media, the stuff you're engaging is the stuff they're going to keep putting in front of you, right? So what you're liking, they're just going to keep servicing this. So if you're liking ratchet stuff on Instagram, they're going to keep putting ratchet stuff in front of you on Instagram. What you What you like, what you look at, what you engage with, Right, is going to determine that. So on Instagram, I got a simple tip. Those of you guys who are on Instagram, go through your um, go through your uh, your um, your explorer page. If you got a bunch of craziness in your explorer page, go through. Right click the top three buttons. Hit not interested. Right, and 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 clean up your Instagram grid. So your thoughts, you can protect your thoughts. Right, you can protect your thoughts. And what you look at, because what you look at is going to in, in, in influence your thoughts. What you're listening to, what voices are you listening to? I say like these videos. Why? Because if you like this video, you might hear some something from Mike Winger, right? Or, or you see what I'm saying? And so, or hear something from Pastor Pastor Trey. Your thoughts are going to be determined by what you're allowing into your spirit, right? So that people were like, well, "What do you think about Playboy Cardi's new Illuminati upside down uh, cross merch?" I'm like, well, "What are you doing, keeping up with Playboy Cardi?" Like, I mean, no, 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 this, I don't, I don't keep up. I don't, I literally don't care. I have no idea. I, I can't name you a Playboy Cardi song. I have no idea what his merch looks like. I don't follow him on Instagram. Why are you keeping up so much to even be outraged about it? I'm not saying we shouldn't be outraged about it. I'm just saying, why are you even keeping up so much to be outraged about it? Cause I'm not, I don't know. That's interesting to me. So what are we keeping up with? What are we engaging with? Right? What are we, what are we meditating on? What are we consuming? Right? I don't I don't have time to keep up with whatever Playboy Cardi is doing. I don't. I don't. I think I, you know, I probably have heard a song here or there. I'm not saying it's a sin to listen to Playboy Cardi either. I'm just like, I don't keep up. Why are you keeping up so much that you're outraged? That's interesting to me. That that's really interesting to me. 
Right? So what kind of foundation are we building our houses on? What kind of foundation are we building our lives on? What kind of foundation are we building our marriages on? And so for me, this... This stuff, this stuff is not, um, this stuff is not uncommon and especially in the Me Too culture, um, which, which there's a lot of women finally being brave enough to speak out. And even when they speak out about these situations, a lot of us will just side with, 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 with the, uh, you know, side against the victim, right? Instantly, I'm not saying believe all women because women can never lie. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, hey, that's an interesting, that's an interesting dichotomy we're on. And it hit home for me today. When I was on social media and there was um, an allegation against Christian hip hop artists sliding into girls, uh, a girls. I don't know if this is multiple women, but a girls DM and sliding it multiple and sliding them in with with uh, uh, penis pictures. I don't know how else to say it. Right. This hit home for me. And I'm like, wait a minute. And then I'm like, who? And then I found out it was somebody I was acquaintances with friends with. I was like, oh, Boom, hit him right away. Hopped on a FaceTime, right? And it was true. The, the timeline was different. I was like, bro, you got to repent. You got to publicly, you got to get ahead of this, right? And it wasn't just one. There was multiple Christian rappers sliding into this specific woman's DMs or text messages and dropping penis pictures on her, right? You guys will hear about it. It doesn't matter who. He's going to put out a statement. He's going to talk about it, you know? And I was like, wow, this is... This is happening. This is happening in the church. This is happening with with Christian rap, apparently multiple Christian rappers, right? This stuff is happening. So we could look at Ravi and say, oh my gosh, are these allegations true? Are are they not true? And I'm like, I've seen this story before. This stuff happens. This stuff happens. And and it's going to keep happening until we do something different, until we get serious, right? Until we get serious about dealing with our trauma because hurt people hurt people, right? And so, and so we get serious about, about repentance. Everybody want to throw the word repentance around. Repentance is changing your mind. Repentance is going down one trajectory and going the opposite trajectory. What do you need to do to make that happen? I know we could change our mind and our head, but what do you need to do to make that happen? Oh, I'm, you might need to go to therapy. Oh, okay. You might need to go to counseling. Right? You might need to seek professional help to change your mind. Hmm. Right? So we got to get serious about this kind of stuff. Confessing your sins. Not to me, by the way. Don't send me a DM confessing your sins. I don't know you. Right? Confess your sins to people in your local church. Are you in a local church? Are you in a local church? Because there's a lot of y'all Lone Ranger Christians running around here thinking you're Rambo. Not in any body that you're just out in the wilderness by yourself. Right? And I understand with COVID it's tough and all that kind of stuff. But this is, this is, this is, uh, this is, this is heavy stuff. Right? This is heavy stuff. And so, um, let's get, let's, let, let's get serious. Like, let's get serious. Right? Let's get serious. Because it's, it's not about, it's 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 not about uh, legalism. That's not what I'm talking about, right? It's, it's not about legalism. It's not. It's 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 at some point if you don't get your house in order, this stuff will overflow and impact multiple areas of your life. If you don't get yourself in order, if you don't get your sanctification in order. So just to be clear, reread Romans eight. Just to be clear. I believe we are saved by grace through faith. 
were justified because of what Jesus did. That is good news. Okay? That is good news. But sanctification, oh, sanctification requires you to cooperate with the Spirit of God in your life. So you could have all the right theology. You can know all the right Bible verses. But you still got to cooperate with the Spirit of God moving in your life and conforming you to the image of Jesus. What does that look like? I already talked about cleaning up your social media. I already talked about reevaluating what you're consuming, what you're listening to, what shows you're watching. I talked about that. That's, that's easy stuff. Let's dig deeper. Have you addressed the trauma from your childhood, those of us that have gone through trauma, sexual trauma, right? Have you addressed that? Or is that sitting dormant? Is that sitting dormant in the cut, right? Are you willfully going into a high-stress situation? Are, we, are you willfully going into a high-stress situation, Right? Something to think about, right? Shout out to my brother, Zach Sparazzo. He told me, hey, I feel like God's calling me to a job. I could be an entrepreneur and I could force it, but I feel like this is a season that we just need to buckle down and we're newlyweds and we need stability. I feel like God's calling me to work a job. And some of you guys are chasing a high-stress situation and you're not equipped to handle a high-stress situation, Right? You're chasing a platform that you're not even equipped to handle. Thank God I'm not where I am. I wasn't where I am 10 years ago. Meaning if I had this audience 10 years ago, I'd be a freaking train wreck. Right? You aspire for things that you may not even be equipped for. Are you willfully going into a high-stress situation? Are you, hey, there's a job opportunity. I'm going to uproot my entire life, family, accountability, local church, friends to go and chase a bag. Going into a high-stress situation. Are you doing that on purpose? And then when you add all this together, when you add all this on top of each other, I'm going to willfully go into a high-stress situation. I'm going to take on more responsibility than I know I can handle, than I know I'm equipped to handle, so that I can get the bag, right? I'm not going to work through my trauma. Yeah, I think I'm all right. Yeah, this thing that happened to me as a kid, I'm not going to work through it because it hasn't affected me yet. So it's laying there dormant. Something can happen, can trigger it. And by the way, stuff, there's all kinds of stuff that could trigger it. There's, I mean, folks don't know that they're bipolar until they're later on in life. Folks don't know that they're schizophrenic until they're later on in life because a traumatic event can trigger it later down the road, right? So, so now you're openly chasing the bag, openly, openly not pressing into accountability, and we're shocked when this stuff happens. This is not shocking to me. I've seen this story multiple times. It's hitting home for those of us in the CHH space. Right? So the moral of the story, hear me loud and clear. Kill your sin until your sin kills you. Kill your sin until your sin kills you. Right? For some of us, that may mean the social media fast. For some of us, that may mean, you know, putting some software on your phone. Right? Having an accountability partner. Right? But trust me, guys, if you are going to put the banner of Christian anything over your life, Christian rapper, Christian husband, Christian wife, Christian, you don't want to end with an asterisk next to your name. And not to say that God didn't use Ravi, and I know he did, he blessed, blessed a lot of people through him, right? But let's learn, let's collectively learn. Let's learn from this, right? Let's learn from this. That this stuff is happening and it's, and it's, and it's, it's going to continue happening until we get serious about killing our sin, Right until we get serious about killing our sin, not because we kill our sin to prove that we're, we're we're saved or we're saved by killing our sin. No, no, no. Because if you're saved and the Spirit of God lives in you, He will convict you, and you wanting to kill your sin will be a byproduct of that. Right. And again, not 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 all of it is your fault. I never said all. Uh, my, my stuff wasn't all my fault. 
right? Ravi's stuff wasn't all his fault. But we all are carrying this stuff and these burdens, right? And this is just, this is just, this is a mess. This is a mess. This is a mess, right? So now he's been gone for, I don't know how long, a couple months. His ministry does an independent investigation. Multiple women who aren't after a bag. They're not trying to get rich. They're not, they don't even want to be public. Multiple women with the same account and his ministry, his own ministry did an independent uh, uh, investigation and have uh, confirmed these allegations. And uh, they're going to release the entire thing. They're going to release the entire thing. So be careful what you wish for. Right. I used I used to think, oh, if I could have a bigger platform and, you know, re- reach more people. Oh, if I could have as many followers as so and so. And I'm like, ah, nah, uh-uh, no, thanks. I'm cool. How could I reach the most amount of people with the least amount of attention on me? Right. How, how, how could I do the most amount of stuff with leaving my house the least amount of times? Right. Right. That's that's what I'm what I'm on. Right. And if I'm going to travel, guess what? I'm going to bring my wife and son. Bring my wife and son. So hopefully this is good. Let me know what you guys think. Um, This is a bummer, man. This is a bummer. And it hit close home to me because I was on a FaceTime call with somebody right before this who, you know, was like, oh, this is what happened. I said, you need to confess and you need to say what happened. So. This isn't this stuff isn't uncommon. Just don't let this become you. Let let this be a cautionary tale. I've been t- close to too many people, too many people in my life that have gone down this path or done something, has some they have asterisks next to their name. By the grace of God, I don't. And I'm going I'm vigilant. I've been vigilant. Right? I've been vigilant. And I, I recommend you be vigilant. Get serious with this stuff. If you're a husband, work on your marriage. I'm serious. If you're a wife, work on your marriage. That's your first ministry. I don't, I don't give a damn if you want to be a Christian rapper or a Christian YouTuber or a Christian clothing brand. Work on your marriage. Work on your home life. Work on your thought life. Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. Joshua the king came down and bore it all Yeah Conversations front of the fireplace All of my mistakes out of wire race Wanna operate at a higher pace Birth pains causing the body to dilate On a first name basis 